Um, you might have noticed, but um, I am sometimes a bit of a worry wall. All right. So, like, I, I um, and, and I can't be the only one that's like this, but I, I care deeply of, uh, about stuff. So I'm an overthinker. So that basically means that I'll do something, and then, um, and then after. I've done it, whether it was good or whether it was bad. I'll, I'll play back that process in my head over and over and over again. What could have gone better, what I could have said better. Even if it was 90% correct, I'll be the one that focuses on the 10%. Um, not only that, I, like, I care deeply. Like, um, You've got to watch these, uh, these sort of introverted people because they care. It's like still waters run deep, so they care deeply. So I'm constantly um, trying not to be that helicopter parent. You know, the hoverer, like... Oh, Asher, you're right. I, I, I had this realisation the other day that um, I haven't actually beaten Asher up enough. Now, that's not promoting, um, like, uh, physical abuse in any way. Asher's like, what? Up in the back? What I mean is that, like, when we play fight in that, like, I'm, I'm a big unit, okay? I don't know if you've noticed. Like, it doesn't matter which way I turn, I'm still, you know, it's not suddenly skinny this way. I'm a big unit. And so for a long time, I've been like... Um, sort of pulling my punches when it comes to us play fighting and stuff like that. And now I've got this great, this great son at the age of 10 years old that any time anyone play fights with him, like any harsher than, ah, just kidding, um, he can sometimes get really upset by it. And that, that concerns me, like, because I'm trying to protect him because I care for him. I love him and I want to give him the best, um, I want to give him the best um, upbringing. Um, but actually, I could be maybe potentially caring so much for him that I've sort of protected him to the point of maybe, I don't know. What happens if he actually ever gets in a fight? <laughs> he won't, because he's just a, he's just a great dude. But I, I see this image of sort of him going... <laughs> yeah, exactly. You guys have got to... It's so, it's so, it's so funny because um, Ash has got great friends around him that are sort of teaching him that you know it's okay to play fight and if you get punched in the arm it's not the end of the world. Hey Riley. <laughs> yep. <laughs> For Ezra as well. Um, but it's really interesting. It's really interesting what we care about. It's really interesting what we think about. It's really interesting what takes up our mental real estate. So if I wanted to talk to you today about what I'm going to talk about, uh, I've actually called it in focus. Or um, it's got like a subtitle, I don't know if it's going to make sense or not, but it's called Care Casting for Dummies. Care Casting for Dummies, so casting your cares for dummies, right? So I lie awake at night sometimes going over things in my head. There's two types of things. There's the things that weigh me down, so like my burdens and my anxieties, my worries, that sort of stuff. And then the other thing that keeps me up at night is quite often the stuff that I really value and treasure. So in my head, I'm either thinking about stuff that concerns me or I feel a burden for, or on the other hand, I'm probably like away off in the Star Wars universe somewhere, um, just like thinking about things that I, re- I really love and I really value. I think about church quite a bit. I think about um, God quite a bit, particularly in those, you know, having said that, I'm, I'm probably like a lot of you guys where I, um, I'm, I don't always finish every prayer that I say before I go to bed. I remember starting to pray, and I wake up in the morning, and I say, Amen. Okay? See, I try really hard to give my anxieties to God, the things that I worry about to God, but I'm not always all that successful at it. But at the end of the day, we're actually all like that, hey? See, there's things in our head and in our lives which take up mental and emotional real estate in our lives. It could be... um, it could be 
a hurt that you needed to forgive. It could be financial debt. It could be failure or fear of failure. It could be worries or worry about what could potentially happen. It could be responsibilities. It could be doubts. It could be struggles, lost dreams, mistakes, a poor sense of self-worth, something that's happened in the past, whatever. Burdens are those things that tire us out and cause us to worry. In the same way, there's things that we value and treasure which also take up our, our mental and emotional space. Okay? If I was to ask you what's at the forefront of your mind right now, like what's the first thing that comes to mind, that's probably something that's pretty important to you. Or it's related to something that's pretty important to you. Okay? So I've got a wee um, illustration about our, 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 our cares and what cares are, our cares and holding our treasures, what that looks like. So can I have two strong boys? Let's say, um, let me see, can I have Asher? And can I have Ezra? And actually, can I have, do you know what? Cedar, you can come up too, okay? So you guys line up over here, okay? Um, okay, now I need um, some, uh, some nicer people. Can I get Tabitha and Taylor just up on this side here? Okay, I need you guys, I need you guys here. I'm going to put it down for a minute. Okay, all right. You guys are like, oh my goodness, we've got up in front of church right at the first, one of the first times we're here. All right, what I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do something. I'm going to put this down for a second. Okay? Right. Shouldn't have put the microphone right in the way of where I was going. Okay, stand up, boys. Okay, on the stage, that's cool, I guess. All right. Cedar, can I get you to hold that for a minute? Um, Asher, can I get you to hold that for a minute? Um, let me see. And Ezra, look, I'm really, I'm really sorry, buddy, but you're stronger, you're tougher, you get this one. <laughs> Alright, okay, so you guys just hold that for a second. Alright, girls. What kind of ego are you? Alright, um, can you hold that for a second? Thanks. Can you hold that for a second? Thank you. They are cold, they are in the fridge. Actually, can we... Maybe, can you hold three? Just put that one right. Okay, excellent. Okay, champion. Okay, well done. All right, boys. What I need you to do is I need you to stand, stand soldier still right this way. Okay, hold your water bottle out in front of you. That really does look like you're about to hit me. I'm a little scared. So hold that out straight out. Straight out. How's that working out for you? Good. Okay, girls, can I get you to... Um, Juggle those. <laughs> All right, um, how about you do um, maybe some star jumps? <laughs> yep, I'm doing it. <laughs> Taylor's not real. You're not committed to this at all. Can I get you to do some press-ups? <laughs> why, why not? Okay, can I get you guys to go and sit down there with your eggs and your hands just for a wee bit? Um, can you hold that for a second? I need you to hold this for a second. That's great. Thanks, girls. Okay. Well done. Okay, boys! Straight out. All right, so you guys are going, well, what is it about the eggs and what is it about the... Are they, is it getting heavy? Uh, no. Yeah, it's pushing it straight out. Okay, hold it straight out. Ezra, how are you getting on? All right, tough guy. Right. Okay. Now that's one-handed. Hold it out like that. Straight out. Okay, excellent. All right. See, 
Uh, can you guys clap your hands just for a second? You can't. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry about that. It's really you don't have to take the microphone. That was a terrible idea. Okay. All right. So this is this is the thought that I had, and I'm not sure whether it's a a good thought. So a speaker raises a guys. Hold it straight out. Seriously, one job. It's not that hard, Ezra. You're the toughest. You should be able to hold that. Oh, slip. Yeah, I'm going to drop it because it's slippery. I've heard that excuse before. I wasn't tired. It was just really slippery. All right. So a speaker holds up a glass of water, right? And asks the audience, how heavy do you think this glass of water is? And the answer that he gives is, it depends on how, hold you lo- uh, how long you hold it. See, if you hold it for a minute, it's probably okay. If you hold it for an hour, you're going to have an ache in your arms. If I get these guys to hold it for a day, we're probably going to have to call an ambulance. <laughs> right? See, for Cedar and for Asher, they're exactly the same weight, but the longer they hold it, the heavier it becomes. So, Cedar, if you can put yours down, that'd be great. Thank you so much, buddy. You're awesome. Asher, keep holding it. <laughs> See, the thing is, is if we carry our burdens all the time, sooner or later, we can't carry on. The burden becomes increasingly heavier no matter what it starts off with. See, we have to put, that, put the burdens down so that we can be refreshed and are able to carry on. See, God doesn't call you to carry more than you're supposed to carry, but sometimes we pick up stuff that God doesn't, never asked us to carry. Hey. See, greater capacity is not the same as being better either, because Ezra, I'd say Ezra's probably the strongest here. He's got a greater capacity. He's got a greater ability to hold water, but all that actually, to hold his water, but all that actually means is that he potentially gets tighter quicker, because he can hold, he can hold more stuff. Okay? Boys, you can put that down, okay? So here's the thought that I have. You can, of course, of course you can... I could keep going. I shouldn't, I shouldn't have. Yeah, okay. The testosterone is real. Are you drinking it? <laughs> Tough work. It's all right, Ezra. It's okay. <laughs> See, here's my thought. What if we're picking up more than God wants us to carry? <laughs> Don't you dare. <laughs> Never work with animals or children. Okay. <laughs> On the other hand, over here, we've got the eggs. Over here, on the other hand, we've got the eggs, right? If we hold on to the things that we... And the eggs represent like... Ad- oh. On the other hand, we've got the eggs. I'm not calling you the eggs. You happen to be holding eggs, okay? It's an important <laughs> distinction. The eggs are like our treasures. They're like our babies. They're things that we hold really precious, right? If we hold on to the things that we care about deeply so tightly we treasure it above all things and it actually limits our ability to be effective in our everyday lives so if we hold anything even if it's valuable, even if it is worthwhile and if we hold it so closely that we can't do anything else it actually becomes an idol in our lives it means that that, whatever that thing is even if it is the most important thing is actually going to limit our effectiveness in a whole range of other areas and I don't know about you, but I can't hold eggs for longer than about a minute without accidentally breaking one. See, 
Well, thanks. You guys can put the X back if you want. Is that okay? Yeah. Awesome. That was, re was really good. If you want to hold on to it, that's fine. They might be cooked by the end of the period. Uh, period. <laughs> See, um, God has a lot to say on the topic of cares. But the one I wanted to focus on in particular is in 1 Peter chapter 5. See, in 1 Peter chapter 5, it's got sort of like seven verses. The first four verses talk about being a really good model and a really good shepherd of the people that you, um, that you have influence over. And I think that's true. See, one of the things that I've noticed is I'm an overthinker. I, I sometimes hold my bur I have a I think I have a good capacity and I quite often hold my burdens for way longer than I should. But actually, one of the things that I've found in my children is that Ash is actually really like that as well. He cares really deeply for things and he holds on to things for way longer than he probably should. In the same way, I like my, I, um, in the same way, we've got the eggs and the treasures that we hold in our hands. Now, Charlie's a bit like that. She holds the treasures really closely to her because she's, like, sometimes she's concerned or worried that those treasures are going to disappear at any given time. But this is the bit that um, I'd love to talk about. So 1 Peter 5, verse 5, um, the, the title of it, Submit to God, Resist the Devil. So verse 5, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all of you be submissive to one another and clothed with humility, for God resists the proud but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, and this is a really important thing, therefore means basically don't really worry too much. There's a whole heap of reasons before but therefore, it's like, listen to what I'm going to say now. Therefore, so as a result of everything that's come before, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, which just means to lift you up. And this is the bit that we want to focus on, verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. So it's really interesting. First Peter 5, 7. Cast all your cares upon him, because he cares for you. See, there's something in that. Positioning ourselves well or putting ourselves in a position of relying on God is an important part of being humble, like it's like side by side. Um, at times, and I don't know about you guys, but it's definitely true for me, at times I think we're too proud to give them what's, tr what's troubling us, like the things that are really troubling us, we'll try and hold on to. It's like, oh, no, I, I just don't want to hassle you with that. And at times I think we're too proud to get at times I think we're too proud to give them dominion over what's precious to us. So I just wanted to really quickly have a look at cast cast all my cares on him, for he cares for you. So first Peter five verse seven. So the first word cast, it actually means to throw something. Okay? It means forcefully in a specific direction. So if you cast your if you cast your cares, what that actually means is not just lay it down. It means that if it's bothering you. You throw it at God, and you don't pick it up again. Okay? So cast. Um, and the other time that it's used in the Bible is when the, um, is when the disciples, like, drape. Um, drape like, at one stage, Jesus is coming into, the uh, into Jerusalem on a donkey, right? It's just a story. It's like the, called the triumphal entry. And what the disciples do is they cast their clothes on the donkey so that he's, like, got something to sit on. But it's like draping something on someone else. So there's two thoughts around that. One is either throw it on them, or the other one is to place carefully over so that they take responsibility for it rather than you. And so that's what happens when you cast. Now, I don't know about you. I'm going to throw, force, throw forcefully my burdens, 
and I'm going to drive carefully in my cares. Does that make sense? So cast, then all, so cast all, everything, big, small, significant, insignificant, everything. God wants dominion over your whole life, the stuff that you care about and the stuff that you're worried by, okay? My cares, so not God's cares, my cares, my cares, the things that I deeply love, the things that you deeply love, the things that you think about, the things that keep turning over in your brain. The things that you need to look after. The things that are important to you. So it's not just burdens. It's literally the stuff which is important to you. The stuff which takes up a mental and emotional real estate in your lives. On him. So you're, you're casting your cares on him. So what that means is you're not sharing the load. That means that he's literally taking the load for you. So Jesus, the guy who knows your now, he knows your situation he knows your hope. He knows the hopes, the dreams that you have. So he knows your future. He's the one who holds the world in his hands and whose shoulders are bigger than ours. He can, he's got, we think that we've got great capacity, but the capacity that Jesus has for us and for our cares, for our burdens, for the thing that we're concerned about are way bigger than what we can carry. And then the second, this last part, so cast all my cares on him, for he cares for you. So this tells you what Jesus' priority is, what takes up his real estate. He cares for you. He loves you deeply. He thinks about you. He keeps, he keeps you turning over in his brain. These are, these are the things that he thinks about. He thinks about you, not about your worries, not about your concerns. He thinks about you. He looks after you. He thinks you're important. In 1 Peter 5, the, word, the second word cares is actually a Greek word. It doesn't really matter that it's a Greek word, but it's mellow, which means that we are of interest to God, or we matter to Him. We are a treasure to Him. He sees us as precious. See, so in that verse, there's like, in those couple of verses, there's um, three things that we're getting asked to do. We're getting asked to submit ourselves to God. That means placing ourselves under his authority. That means, God, do you know what? I've, I've got my deal and I think I can control it, but at the end of the day, you're the one who controls everything. You humble yourself before God. That means like, Lord, I can't actually do this in my own strength. There's the stuff that I, that I care deeply for and there's the stuff which worries and concerns me. But at the end of the day, you love me and so I can give you my cares. And then trust yourself to God. See, when we don't give stuff to God, it's not actually a... um, It's not like... God's not the world's largest camel. He's not the world's largest donkey. It's not like, oh my goodness, we're going to give him this, we're going to give him this, and I can't give him this because this is going to be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Like, God can take this much, but we keep this, oh, Lord, I've bothered you too much this week. I'm just going to hold on to this for myself. When we trust ourselves to God, we trust his his provision, we trust that he'll care for what we care about, we trust that he cares for us. See, this is the thing, and this is the thought that I had. God doesn't necessarily care about the same thing you care about. Hashtag first world problems. You imagine if God's sitting up there at the moment going, Oh my goodness, that screen is cracked. 
Can you imagine if he was micromanaging to that level? You cracked your screen, you should have looked after what I'd given you more than that. God doesn't care about that stuff, but he cares that we care about it. Does that make sense? There's a difference between him caring for the same stuff that we care about and caring for us. See, he doesn't necessarily care about the same things you care about or see things from the same perspective because his ways are higher than our our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. But he does care about you, and that's what that verse tells us. And he cares that you care about those things. So your cares, your worries, your concerns aren't his cares, his worries, his concerns, but he does care about what takes your focus, your attention, your energy, what builds you up and what breaks you down because he cares about you. Um, There's this really old saying, and not an old saying, but it's in Christian circles that talks about what, what you focus on gets bigger in your world. And I think that's really true. Shan, Shan's a photographer. And one of the things as the, photo, as the photographer, she, um, when it comes to her photos, she actually gets to choose what the person who sees the photo afterwards focuses on. So she chooses the point of focus. So for all of us, we're always, like, I don't know about you, but I always try to keep everything in focus, and it's like juggling 100 million balls. Okay, I've almost got it, I've almost got it, I've almost got it. Oh, my goodness, it's a mess. But God cares about what we focus on. Um, If the devil can't destroy you, he'll try to distract you. Now, at parents, we're like pulled in a million different ways, a million different times. Kids, you guys have got school, you've got um, friends, you've got all kinds of things that pull your attention in all kinds of different ways. So the enemy can either distract us with burdens or he can distract us with treasures when actually God wants us to focus on something else. When we position ourselves to care about what God cares about, his cares become our cares. We stop looking internally about our own situations, instead relying on God to provide our needs. And we start looking out to the lost, the broken, the hurting. We go from looking to fulfill our internal needs and moving towards fulfilling our external mission. See, our perspective, the way that we see the world, changes when we take on the full revelation that God cares for us deeply. See, then we know that he provides for us because he cares for our safety. He heals because he cares for our well-being. He sets us free because he cares for our freedom. He wants us to be set free. He looks after our children because they're his children too. See, and this is the thing that challenges me at the moment, is that I've come to realize that anxiety and fear is actually just having faith in the wrong thing. Like it's having faith in the worst case scenario is going to happen. My um, my mum and dad were like firm believers in Murphy's Law. Like if it could possibly happen, like they weren't Christians, they had a different, um, different worldview, different perspective. But they fully believed that the worst case was going to happen. My dad... Um, worked at a freezing works for 40 years and was a really good, uh, he was a meat inspector, a really good meat inspector. But for, I think, as long as I was alive, my dad had job security the entire time that we were, um, that we were alive. Um, but I remember every, 
uh, it was like every day almost, Dad would be like, well, the works is going to shut up soon. So we need to get prepared for when the works, shut, uh, for when the works shuts. And um, so um, when Mum and Dad passed away, like one of the things that they left us was four, freezer fulls, uh, four freezers full of um, meals, meat, ready-made meals, like, like in a casserole container. Um, not because, not because um, I don't think it was a, that's a bad thing. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. It just sort of showed the like, survivalist doomsday mentality that they had. And that was actually a way for them to care for, for us and for us, for us kids. But um, they um, always believed in the worst-case scenario. But God doesn't call us to be survivalists. He doesn't call us to live in the worst-case scenario because if we, if we think and look towards the worst-case scenario, then we, we're not really relying on God, are we? We don't have faith in God. We don't, we're not trusting Him to provide for our needs. See, the thing that I've come to realize is God is greater than any dictator, situation, problem, anxiety, potential problem. I don't know about you, but I live a lot of my life sometimes living in the potential of the living in the what could go wrong. How much of our mental real estate and our emotional real estate do we use in the, oh my goodness, this could go wrong, and so I'm going to worry about it now? In the same way, God can look after anything that we treasure far greater than we can. So if you're concerned for your children, if you're concerned for friends, if you're concerned for any situation or, or, or anything that you value or treasure, God can look after that way better than you can. And so it's okay to lay that stuff down on him and go, God, you know what, I can't, I'm not going to hold this treasure, I'm not going to hold it tightly. I'm just actually going to give it to you. I give you my children. Look after them. Help them to, help them to grow. A really good example was today, um, Shan was talking about, like, Asher and Charlie were doing church before church this morning, and it was kind of cool, and it was awesome, and one of the things that has concerned me for a little while was, oh my goodness, my kids are going to be too old for children's church by the time we actually have children's church, and yet they're standing up there, and they're preaching, and they're prophesying, and they're challenging people probably slightly more than I challenge people, like, you need to do this, like, oh my goodness, <laughs> I feel convicted right now. <laughs> God knows what we care about, and he cares for us. See, what would it look like if we were able to fully cast our cares upon the Lord? If we were to fully rely on God, not putting stock in treasure, not putting stock in our own resources, not putting stock in what we could hoard together, not putting stock in our problems or our burdens, if we were able to fully rely on God, what we're doing is we're showing the world that we have a faith in God who loves us and cares for us. It becomes an ongoing testimony to the way we live our lives. Others will see it and go, oh my goodness, why, don't you, why aren't you thinking this way? Why are you different? We would be a people that, was mobilized, that were mobilized, looking to fulfill each other's needs both locally and on a wider scale. So I'm just going to pray for you guys. I, just, um, I really feel that we need to humble ourselves. We need to submit our situations, our fears, our families, whatever we care about, and trust God to do the rest. I believe that we're called to live freely and we're called to live lightly. Okay? Let's pray. Lord, I thank you so much that it says in your word um, that we can cast our cares upon you. 
Not because you, um, you care about the little tiny things that are in our lives, but that we care about it, and so you care about us, Lord. And so, God, we thank you for that. We thank you that you hold our treasures, you hold our burdens in your hand. And so, Lord, and, uh, and Lord we're just going to um, pray for a minute. And, um, and um, Lord, it says in your Beatitudes that you exchange. That what we what we give you, you will you will you will yeah you will, uh, exchange something, and you always exchange up. So Lord, I just want to declare today that I love you, I trust you, and Lord, in those areas that we um that we hold on to tightly, Lord, I pray that you continue to move our hearts and minds so that we would live freely and we would live lightly. In Jesus' name, Amen. service we're just going to finish off with one more song and then we've got one we'd love you guys just to, to, to join us